Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Charles, healthy enough to play golf, Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Well, as you mentioned, it's a good day. Feeling better? Yeah. I good. Feeling, I'm feeling a bit better. I'm on the mend. Good. Was yeah. it really? I mean, it's cold outside. So when you were gone, like I got here and you were gone all day, which is, it's kind of normal because normally when I'm here, he's just on the couch asleep anyway. (laughs) So it was a little different this time Uh and uh, he was gone. I'm like, there's no way he's playing golf because it it was like 35 degrees when I woke up this morning. It's about 40. I was, I was way off. Yeah. That's, that was a large percentage (laughs) off and I apologize for that. That's a good, that was a good 15% off. So I'm sorry. All right, anyway, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. We did not yesterday, and that was also Charlie's fault. You guys see a growing trend that is mm. happening. Wow, so. someone needs to get rid of that Charlie guy. Good thing <laughs> Chuck's here today. We got Chuck. Okay, Chuck's so back. We really just have one topic of discussion today, but it's a massive topic of discussion. I don't know if you guys heard about it. By the way, Joe... Uh, from the live group. Not this Joe. Not going to mention how you get there, by the way, because we don't want to do any ads. Clay would be very upset about that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Joe, from the live group, uh, I never lost my sense of smell or taste. So that's the thing. I Look, I didn't lose my sense of smell or taste. I don't have headaches. I didn't have diarrhea. I literally just had a sore throat and some, some uh, cough. Yeah, and you and, weren't in the hospital. And I wasn't in the hospital. You know what's amazing is you can't even get like a little bit sick anymore. No, it's it's COVID. Like you have a yeah. People have had sore throats for years. Uh, it happens. Millennia probably. Yeah. You have sore throat and a little bit of cough, some sniffles. I would say going back and to the caveman days, probably prob- they had sore throats. I bet. Probably. Yeah. And uh, you can't. That can't happen anymore nowadays because if you have a sore throat or any type of cough or anything like that, it's automatically COVID. Yeah. Joe said, how was the ventilator? That is the reason that your throat is so sore, is from the ventilator, yeah. actually. And that, those, I don't know if you know that, but obviously we all do because everyone you know that's had COVID has been in the hospital on the ventilator. So um, It was actually good. I got a Tesla Model 1, and it was pretty <laughs> efficient. Very efficient, very yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. It was, <laughs> I, was, uh, I had some rapid breaths going on. <laughs> so, I never felt better, honestly. I'm thinking about going back on it. His, <laughs> His oxygen level went from to 40 to 98 in, in 2.1. They so. didn't even have to plug it in the wall. Yeah. It ran on uh, a mo- the Model 3 battery, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so big news today. It was uh, actually big news yesterday, but... Uh, I did actually sign a death certificate. You're right, Wes. <laughs> and uh, uh, this probably was submitted. So The news today is... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Joseph, I was sidetracked. Joseph R. Biden... Our commander-in-chief wants to spend another $2 trillion on infrastructure. Especially if okay. it's near and dear and uh, you care about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you want to you wanna get things done. Yeah. Anyway. He's going to get a lot done. Yeah. That's, that's what he's going to do. Um, this is, by the way, a very loose definition of infrastructure. Normally, when you would do an infrastructure plan, it would be like, Oh, what's your typical thing? Roads and bridges, our mm-hmm. crumbling infrastructure, Airports. and, our, and our, our falling 
bridges, obviously bridge collapses, number two cause of death in the U.S., second to COVID. And, and so that's normally what they would work on. This bill has little to do with infrastructure and a lot to do with, with honestly, what's happening here. You remember that Green New Deal thing? Remember that whole talk about that? Uh, no, we didn't. I don't think we ever talked about it. The Green New Deal. Yeah, it yeah. was green and it was a new deal and it was also green. And, and we only have, well, now we only have like nine years. Yeah, I know. We're, it's, At we're the almost time, out of time. When this was first introduced, I think we had 12 years. Yeah, we don't have to worry about paying this thing back because we'll you know all be I, dead by then. You know what I do remember? Um, I remember that one girl um, who said that we need to eat the children. <laughs> do, I do, do remember that, that too. Yeah. I had to assume that she was a plant from the other side because no one can actually be that stupid. But sadly, probably she really thought that, you'd, I would say. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. I, it's amazing that we could still be you, surprised about things. You don't get out much, do you? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> um, it, progressives. Uh, by the way, we have a, a, a congressman that thinks an island can tip over. <laughs> Nate. He's in Congress. Everyone, if you haven't seen it, just search Hank Johnson and Guam on YouTube. The dude's in Congress. He's been in Congress for probably most of his life now. So in case you haven't (laughs) noticed. Um, You know, people on the left are really good at doing this thing. You know, I mentioned the Green New Deal, and and we're not really going to try a Green New Deal. But what we are going to do is what the left has always done, which is uh, accomplish their goals in little chunks at a time. And then several years down the road, you're like, oh, wait, we basically did that thing that they wanted, but it took 20 years and they still did it. They just didn't have to pass this massive thing. That is what they've always been really good at. And what Republicans or people on the right or small government people, whatever you want to call them, I don't mean to use Republicans and small government people in the same sentence, but if you're assuming they were small government people, they're actually pretty bad at this, especially libertarians too. They're all or nothing. It, all or nothing and it normally ends up being nothing but people on the left are not like that well the, i think the problem is they don't really argue the all yeah i think i think the biggest problem in congress that you had for the longest time was there was no one arguing for zero income tax yeah and so when the democrats were arguing for a hundred percent and when at the time when you had actual conservatives as republicans were arguing to compromise mm-hmm. you know at 20 percent well, they should have been arguing for zero, and that way they would have settled on like 10 or 15. You rarely ever compromise in the right direction. We always end up compromising away from mm. liberty and not towards it. And so this- But that's what liberals are really good at doing is mm-hmm. they propose something like the Green New Deal, and then they'll take those little bits and pieces and put them all over the place. Yeah. And yeah. they'll name it like, you. Uh, if you don't pass this bill, you hate black people. Yeah. That's like the name of the bill. That's the name of the bill, yeah. And so- <laughs> Once it's in there, then you have to pass it, obviously, or, or then you're deemed a racist. Yeah. And um, or they'll call it the American Jobs Plan or the uh, mm-hmm. uh, whatever they call the last COVID relief thing. And, and the more time goes on and the more they they recommend doing crazy things like this, the more I, I start to look at the shutdowns and all the hysteria over COVID in the last year as really a lot of people taking advantage of a situation that we were in and you start to see that you actually start to see that with this tweet from joe biden where he was talking about this i'm going to throw the uh tweet up here on the screen 
Here's why we have to do this bill, this $2 trillion bill, by the way. Hang on. Before we dive into this, though. <laughs> We've, right. This is the 18th before we dive into this. Hank, but listen, <laughs> the people got to know, and this is not an ad. I just, we don't really mention this on the show. Yeah. So I wanted to. If you're not following us on TikTok, we've got a few videos that are blowing up, which is nice. So go follow us on TikTok. See what we're doing over there. It's a lot of fun. And also uh, YouTube. Mm -hmm. Those are two things. Well, not just two things, but we're doing a lot more on the social front. And so all of you that listen to the podcast that aren't involved socially, uh, come join us on those things. And then hopefully the people that are involved socially will also join on the podcast. It'll be this one big giant liberty Libertiness, Liberty, libertine, all over the place. You know the thing. Yeah, you know the I'll thing. put links to those things in the show notes today. If okay. you don't want to take the time to search, it's not an ad though. We just had our biggest just, tweet, by the way. We've never been. We started being super active on Twitter like a year ago, I would say, and we hadn't really had any big tweets. We'd have some that get two or three hundred re retweets, something like that, and that was kind of our biggest thing. I posted about Daniel Shaver the other day. Uh, if you don't know who that is, that is the guy who was had his hands up in the air crying for his life in a hotel hallway begging the cops to not shoot him and then ended up getting shot like five times after that it's a ridiculous terrible scenario oh, so we posted so, about that so sad and um of course the cop didn't get convicted of anything because he followed exactly what his training was and so that's that's the way it always works of course and anyway, I posted about that on Twitter, and it's our, our biggest tweet so far. We're going to end up running up in the a thousand retweets on this thing, just saying, uh, never forget Daniel Shaver. So anyway, if you want to follow us on Twitter, also go do that. Okay, so here's what's going on. Joe Biden wants to spend $2 trillion on infrastructure and jobs from USA Today. This is crazy. President Joe Biden on Wednesday introduced a sweeping $2 trillion infrastructure and jobs package that looks to reshape the American economy. Oh, I didn't say the tweet yet. Here's why we have to do this, Charles. Are you ready for why we yes. have to do this? Millions, this is from Joe Biden's Twitter account. Obviously, he isn't tweeting it. But uh, millions of Americans lost their jobs last year. Here's the truth. We all do better when we all do well. It's time to build our economy from the bottom up. And the middle up, not the top down. All right. So it's because millions of Americans lost their jobs last year. They just lost them. They just lost them. Some type of economic situation happened. We haven't totally identified what it was. We don't know who's to blame or what's to blame. Any, anything like that. We just know that millions of Americans lost their jobs last year. Mm -hmm. And and you can't place it on any type of uh, regulations or any type of thing like that it just happened that people lost their jobs. So now we need to spend $2 trillion because of that, which we already just spent $2 trillion. And then we already just spent a trillion dollars before that. And then, you know, about a trillion dollars for there are 2 trillion before that. And so anyway, as far reaching American jobs plan includes spending to repair aging roads and bridges, jumpstart transit projects and rebuild school buildings and hospitals, mm -hmm. the crumbling school buildings. Uh, you know, when you leave buildings vacant, <coughs> they start to fall in on themselves. And apparently that's what happened with the school buildings over the last, over the last year. It would also expand electric vehicles, replace all lead pipes and overhaul the nation's water systems. But the plan goes far beyond infrastructure. 
It's as much a jobs program, one that looks to build the nation's clean energy workforce, expand manufacturing, and boost caregiving as a profession to serve the elderly and disabled. Biden said, put simply, these are investments we have to make. Have to. Put another way, we can't afford not to. So my tweet response to that was, uh, if you could just imagine... I'm trying to imagine how you feel good about this. If you could imagine breaking someone's legs and then feeling good about yourself because you offered to force someone else to buy them crutches, then and then you felt good about yourself, that's basically what's happening right now. So let's go over what's actually in this bill, and we'll talk about how crazy these things are. Transportation infrastructure, $621 billion dollars. Transportation infrastructure. The plan would make a massive investment in America's roadways, railways, and bridges with a focus on clean energy. It would spend $174 billion, or about 28% of the transportation portion, on electric vehicles. That includes, by the way, it would spend Elon Musk's entire net worth in this one bill on electric vehicle infrastructure. If if we could just say it like that. It's Mm. actually probably more than his net worth judging by where Tesla's stock price is. That includes a network of 500,000 electric vehicle stations using electric vehicles and bus fleets and replacing the federal government's fleet of diesel transit vehicles with electric vehicles. It would also offer tax incentives and rebates for electric cars. Because we're not doing that. About $115 billion would pay for fixing roads and bridges. That's what If we just spend $115 billion, we'll be able to fix the roads and the bridges. That's... Less than they'll be fixed than what they're paying for the electric vehicles chosen by those in most need and repaired. That includes 20,000 miles of highways and roads, the 10 most economically significant bridges in the U.S., as well as 10,000 smaller bridges. What do you want to bet those 10 most economically significant bridges are in very um, democratically significant congressional districts? (laughs) I would say so. What do you want to bet? Another $85 billion is set aside for modernizing transit systems and $80 billion for Amtrak repairs, as well as improvements in route expansion. Airports, ports, and waterways would also receive improvements. Mm. Everything, unicorns and rainbows will fall from the sky, and all of these things will be fixed so good. This is, mm, we got to have maroads. You got it. What are you going to do if you don't have maroads? By the way, they're going to spend $115 billion. It's going to fix it. Um, in the last, uh, in the last 20 years, and I pulled this from Statista, in the last 20 years, we've spent about $1.9 trillion, the federal government has, on infrastructure. Just the, just the federal government. And then the state governments have spent like $3 trillion. I mean, they spent more than the federal. And then you also have toll roads yeah. that are terrible, like in New Jersey. <laughs> They're always the worst roads. Not always. There are some toll roads that are nice. I will give uh, Florida some credit. Their toll road toll roads are usually pretty decent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I agree, but my God, New Jersey has to have New Jersey and Pennsylvania have to have the worst turnpikes that you pay for it's, I've ever seen in my life. I think they're actually put there by people who sell new tires for vehicles. Honestly. We almost died yeah. mm-hmm. when we were on tour. I literally hit one of those potholes, and I I'm surprised we didn't lose the trailer. And all of our band equipment went everywhere. I'm really <laughs> shocked that didn't happen. I'm serious. Um, another big portion of this. But, so remember, the, the amount spent on EVs in this one bill is already Elon Musk's entire net worth spent on EVs. 
that he's accrued by his ownership of Tesla will also make the people will also make the argument that we have to have a wealth tax to pay for all of this stuff. Yeah. And of course, they're going to pay. They're going to spend his entire net worth and they're going to blow it all on a lot of stuff that's probably not going to work because that's what they do. Probably these companies like uh, Solyndra. Let me see if Solyndra's got some stock that's going to be popping. Uh, quality of life at home. This is part of infrastructure, folks. $650 billion on quality of life at home. Mm. The largest part of the plan focuses on American homes, school buildings, underground water infrastructure, and broadband expansion. That's right, by the way. They're going to be providing broadband internet to the entire country inside of this bill. Why? The plan would spend $213 billion to build, preserve, and retrofit more than 2 million affordable homes and commercial buildings. This mm. includes the construction and rehabilitation of 500,000 homes for low- and middle-income owners. God, this is literally... The Republicans will say this a lot. This is like a Democrat. This is a socialist wish list of things that is going to be inside of this this bill. In addition, how many roofs do those houses get? They probably get six, seven roofs apiece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An additional 111 billion would go towards clean drinking water, including replacement of all lead pipes. The plan sets aside one hundred billion (laughs) dollars. Check this out. The plan sets aside one hundred billion dollars for constructing or modernizing public schools. There's another $100 billion in this for public schools. This is, I mean, the public schools are going to end up with half a trillion dollars this year. In, in or a trillion. It's going to be insane. While another $100 billion would be used to build high-speed <laughs> broadband networks throughout the country. The goal would be for broadband to become universal for all Americans and to drive down the cost for internet. That's what both Bezos and Musk are doing. We're already seeing Starlink go up there. I already know that AT&T has been working on the way to do it without the wires and retrofitting people's houses with basically mobile uh, hotspots that would be attached to everyone's houses. By the way, that reminds me, I do need to call Comcast because they they are now offering three gig. I just got Uh, a thing from... uh, Wirelessly, by the way. Wirelessly, yeah. Three gigs of Wi-Fi. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's a good... So they're right there. Three gigs speed wirelessly. By the time the government finishes this expansion, this whole broadband internet thing is gonna is just gonna be a total dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Everyone's moving to wireless internet, like completely wireless. Which, by the way, I don't think I have a, a a device that can handle that. Yeah. By the way, I think most of my laptops still have the what is it? The it doesn't matter. It's a I think the four hundred two AC eleven. That's yeah. That wireless card which has to receive a certain amount. I think they're only up to a gig. So you have to have the device to handle it too. Tell me about um, number three here, caregivers. Oh, this, this one's to, really this important. Infrastructure plan here. Yes, in, in infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Caregivers for elderly and people with disabilities. Biden wants to pump $400 billion to improve access to quality, affordable home or community-based care for the elderly and people with disabilities. It would expand a Medicaid program to make more services available and eliminate a backlog that prevents thousands from getting care prevents by the way it would also boost pay for care workers who are disproportionately women of color and typically earn about twelve dollars an hour for too long caregivers have been unseen underpaid and undervalued biden said this whole disproportionately something by the all that needs to mean is uh seven percent of the population is are women of color and nine percent of the caregivers are women of color (laughs) And, and so this is disproportionately women of color. So we need to do this. And if you don't do it, you're racist. 
That's right. If you don't vote for this, then you don't care about women of color. They knock two things off the list right there. Women and people of color. Yeah. And if you don't support it, you're both sexist and racist at the same time. It's amazing. I will say, and maybe maybe I'm biased because um, I'm about to marry a nurse, but I don't understand how they do their job for what they get paid. I'll tell you that much yeah, I right now. I wouldn't be able to do it. What's crazy to me is they have such a like a shortage in nursing, yet they don't really raise their pay at all. Yeah. You know, like the average starting pay for a nurse, <clears throat> even in Nashville, is like $20 an hour. Is there not a nursing union? Like what? We got to have, have unionized, man. You have to have a BSN. Um, so you have to have a bachelor's of science in nursing. And they are on the hook for a lot more than the, than the actual doctors are. And I told her, I'm like, I don't understand how you do it. <laughs> I, I don't even know how you do it. So um, Biden also, uh, the research, development, and manufacturing, about $300 billion in the plan would be invested in manufacturing. Hopefully not, Clay. Clay says they're there to find a doctor to marry. Um, <laughs> I'm planning on marrying a nurse, so hopefully she's not looking for a doctor. Including support <laughs> for domestic production of technologies and critical goods, around $50 billion would go towards semiconductor manufacturing and research. Because that's what's been hurting the tech sector so far. And that's what's been hurting the semiconductors is that the these, government hasn't taken money from other people and given it to them. Look at all these Biden friends. I know. Just getting I know. Billions of dollars. The plan would spend 180 billion on new research and development with the emphasis on clean energy. Fewer because if the government doesn't do this, no one out there would be focusing money on research and development and clean energy. Mm -mm. No one out there is doing this right now. So the government needs to to, to tax away $180 billion and spend it on this or no one's ever going to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, fewer emissions and climate change research because no one's working on that right now either. The total includes $100 billion, includes $100 billion for worker training and an increase of worker protection systems. That's, that's a real big thing too. When you own one of these tyrannical capitalist companies, you don't train your workers because you don't care about what products you're putting out or anything like that. So we need to put $100 billion towards worker training. <laughs> this is yeah. insane 100 billion <clears throat> biden says we've fallen back i think he meant i've fallen back but i'm not sure the well, he actually fell up the stairs. rest of the world is closing in and closing fast we can't allow this to continue okay so a big portion of this here's another insane thing biden wants to raise the corporate tax rate to 28 percent to pay for the plan so the, the $2 trillion is going to be paid for by, by, extra 7 by raising the corporate tax rate from 21% to 28%. Let's not bring in the fact that when they cut it from 35 to 21, the 10-year number that everyone used was that they were, they were adding between $1.5 and $1.7 trillion that we were going to lose over that 10-year period by cutting it from 35 to 21 but if we raise it from 21 to 28, we're going to make enough money to pay for $2 trillion. Mm -hmm. That's that's and and there's no way that they've already how, how many things are raising corporate taxes supposed to pay for? And every plan that anyone ever talks about ever, we're going to make the corporations pay more and the raise in corporate taxes is going to pay for the thing, whatever it is. Not only that, but corporations just don't pay taxes. <laughs> no, <laughs> they don't actually pay taxes. They don't. And by that, you don't mean that they get away, they, they skirt the tax system and don't pay money towards taxes. Well, some do. Some do. Some do. Yeah. It's really easy to do that, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's very easy. So, um, what, 
what you do is you set up, um, you know, corporation a, okay. And that's the one that actually technically does all the business. Okay. And let's say they make, you know, a billion dollars. They're, they're banning what you're about to say in this bill also. Oh, are they going to ban yeah. that? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I see. Multinational yeah. corporations. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so then what you do though, is you, you, uh, you open up another corporation and somewhere that has a l lesser of a tax rate. A lot of them, like think Apple's incorporated in, in Ireland because mm -hmm. it's 15%. Some of them do the Cayman Islands and other places that are zero. But then you literally, that corporation, Corporation B, charges Corporation A 100% of their profits for management fees. It's because uh, what they also do is Corporation B will have ownership of the intellectual property rights. Exactly. And so they get to take in Corporation B, even though Corporation A is doing the main business, they owe all the money to Corporation B. Mm -hmm. So that's their ban. They're trying to ban that in this bill. Yeah. Also, well, they'll find another way. Yeah. People aren't stupid. The tax overhaul, uh, the tax overhaul dubbed the Made in America tax plan seeks to incentivize job creation and investment in the U.S. and profit shifting to tax havens and ensure large corporations pay their fair share. According to the White House, the plan would eliminate a rule that allows U.S. companies to pay no taxes on the first 10 percent of returns when they locate investments in other countries. Under the tax hike, eliminating tax loopholes for intellectual property and denying companies deductions for offshoring jobs, for example. All right. The, the White House projects the spending would be fully paid in 15 years and reduce deficits in the following years. When has this ever happened, <clears throat> by the way? Never. It's never happened. How many times have these investments turned out to be fruitful? How many times throughout history when they say, oh, this will be paid for by this time? This is actually going, we're going, we're actually going to do so much investment into our country that we're going to be so profitable on the back end that our debt's not going to matter. Yet the debt just keeps going up. It never actually goes down. We never actually reach that peak production. And there's a, you know, there's an economic reason for this folks. There's a reason why this doesn't actually work. Greed? No. Corporate greed? No. It's because nothing that the government does actually can be classified as an investment. It's not an investment. It's it's literally a theft. It's extortion because the government doesn't create any wealth. It can't. It can't create wealth at all. So these investments that the United States has made over God only knows how many years now, at least 100 or more, they don't produce wealth. None of them do. Like I've said a bunch of times, if they did produce wealth, then... Oh, the over $100 trillion that the government has taxed away from the people since the income tax was put into effect, we wouldn't be sitting here at a $28 trillion deficit right now. They would have made so much money off of that, but they don't make money off of it because... And people will always argue like, oh, well, what if it wasn't for the government? How would everybody have electricity or running water or anything like that? <laughs> You're telling me <clears throat> that you don't think we would have running water or electricity to all these different places uh, if it wasn't for the government, like, come on, there's a market for all of that. Everyone wants running water. You know, everyone wants electricity. Every, all these things that the government does, you know, like somebody mentioned, Oh, who was it? Was it Johnson who did the inter interstate system? Uh, um, no, that <clears throat> I don't, I don't think so. I can't remember his name though. I don't know if it was Johnson. I think it was before that. It was in the fifties, right? <clears throat> when it started? Yeah. Who was that? Is that Truman? Truman, maybe. But anyway, everybody was like, well, if it wasn't for the federal government doing the interstate system, we would never have it. Are you kidding me? Eisenhower, I guess. Are you telling me? 
you're you're seriously think that we wouldn't have uh, interstates if it wasn't for the government doing it. Yeah. There, like there would be no benefit to companies whatsoever who have to load up those semi trucks and send them across the country. Right. They would they would have never done that at all. They were already creating four lane roads mm-hmm. except and, and, and bigger mm-hmm. roads back then because traffic was increasing and the need was there. Eisenhower. Yeah. <coughs> so, you know, I just don't understand now, of course, the government, you know, could you say that truckers benefit from that? I don't know, but I guess in a way you could argue that. But at the same time, those would still exist. They would still exist today. Yeah, that's they'd the, probably just be better. Someone in the private group just said we can develop iPhones, but not roads. Yeah, exactly. Like Elon Musk can put 10,000 satellites in the space to provide Internet to people in Africa, but we uh, we can't make roads. Yeah, it's impossible. We don't know how. There's just no way we could ever do it. We couldn't have done it without the government help. But see, you know, the government takes a credit for a lot of these things. Um, uh, what's the old? Uh, a good one is um, is highway safety, mm-hmm. right? They take all this credit for implementing all these seat regulations, seatbelt laws, and all this stuff. When really, if you look at the data, before the government ever intervened, um, highway safety was increasing and fatalities was were decreasing uh, because people don't like dying. So when you start dying, people start figuring out other ways to do things safer, you know, and it makes sense. Shoot, all the time companies come out with things like this. We're safer than our competitors. We're, we we give you the safest peanuts on the planet. <laughs> That's, I mean, a lot of companies, literally, they run their branding on being the safest car out there. Yeah. Is, is it is it Subaru that does that? Like they're the safest car out there. Subaru, I can't remember which Tesla. one. My Honda Accord, you know how much money it cost me to to put that on my insurance every month? $25 to add it monthly for for full coverage for the car. Must be nice. <laughs> it's insane because it's it's you know insane. The guy that sold it to me is like, "You can drive it 90 to brick wall if you want to." And I was like, "You first, dude. You do that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um what Charlie said I earlier. Mean, Dale is, tried that, didn't work. Oh, come on. That's a low blow. I'm wearing, I'm wearing his hat. I'm a big Dale Don't you fan. you talk about Dale like that? Mm-hmm. That was 20 years ago, by the way. Wow. Um, what Charlie was saying is very important. These things aren't going to be paid for. And acting like they're going to be paid for is a joke. Like they need to stop talking about these things being paid for. Number one, we have heard the corporate tax income that's going to come in from corporate tax hikes is going to go towards everything. It's going to pay for Medicare for all. It's going to pay for the Green New Deal. It's going to pay for every single thing that we need to do in the country. And then they do this one plan that's $2 trillion, and then they're like, oh, we should, with the corporate taxes, we'll be able to pay this back in 15 years. That should tell you that every single other thing that they ever talk about corporate taxes paying for is a joke. And honestly, taxes are a joke, by the way, because we're going to end up spending $8 trillion this year once again, and we pay in, in personal taxes like $1.8 $1.9 trillion every year. That's a joke. We don't even need to act like it's important to pay taxes anymore. Why is the government even doing it anymore? The tax money is irrelevant to the amount of money that they're going to spend. And mm. throwing stuff in the bill, like, we'll be able to pay for this by doing this. Man, shut up. You don't care about paying for this. Come on, man. Come on, man. You don't care about paying for this. What Do people actually still fall for this crap? Ugh. Well, Biden falls all the time. He does. Um, Anyway, I I threw an article, by the way, uh, threw an article in here from Mr. Brad Palumbo over at fee.org because we can't do an episode without mentioning fee.org because they take all of these ideas and they put them in such amazing words and distill them in the content that people can easily consume. 
and there's just no better there's no better website i could go to and find they didn't even they didn't ask us to do an ad i just look the articulation's top notch man <laughs> they are they are the they are at the top of the game go, go listen art- to brad's podcast i'll put a link to it in the show notes articulators today. <laughs> so from fee.org Nine crazy examples of unrelated waste and partisan spending in Biden's $2 trillion infrastructure proposal. So, God, this is what they do. They stick all this pork in there, man. And the pork is beginning to be, I mean, it's billions and billions of dollars for the for these little bits of waste that used to, I feel like it'd be like, oh, we, Rand Paul's like, we wasted $800,000 on this right here. I'm like, we wasted $800 billion on this. It's insane. Number one, $10 billion to create a civilian climate core. <laughs> oh my God. That's important. The Biden administration proposes spending $10 billion to create a civilian climate core. The White House claims that this $10 billion investment, you can't just use the word investment. It's not true. We'll put a new diverse generation of Americans to work conserving our public lands and waters. What's, what does the EPA do? Bolstering community resilience and advancing environmental justice through a new civilian climate core. But if it were investment, this, by the way, the people putting in the investment would get money back plus interest afterwards. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the corporations that are going to get their taxes raised and the money, do any of us have, like, do we get some type of recoup on our investment anyone well then you're able to use the roads oh. so then oh, yeah, yeah that, that way you can transport your goods and services that's right that's right because okay. it wasn't for the government providing the roads you would have no way to get your goods to to customers we would have never figured that corporations no. would have been like oh there's just no way to figure out how mm. to pour freaking concrete onto the ground there's no way that we could ever do this no that's yeah, impossible only government engineers can figure that out okay <laughs> and the other thing is how many people are going to work for the federal government by the time this is all over, we're going to have half the country. The goal is normally all of them in, in situations in countries like this and before. Mm. It's, it's, it's all of them. Number two, $20 billion to advanced racial equity and environmental justice. Didn't we just spend $10 billion on environmental justice? Apparently the, apparently, the Civilian Climate Corps has already decided that we need to spend $20 billion <laughs> fixing racial equity and environmental justice their words already in getting it so upset and throwing my mic around you just charlie just threw his mic on the ground over there Mm -hmm. so i thought we just addressed the environmental justice but apparently not enough so this proposal sets aside a whopping 20 billion dollars (laughs) more let me read this while you're fixing the latest (laughs) covid no i'm I'm already in The proposal sets aside a whopping $20 billion more than the latest COVID package spent on vaccines for a new program that will reconnect neighborhoods, cut off by historic investments, and ensure new projects increase opportunity, advance racial equity, environmental justice, and promote affordable access. That was good. Now you're like the guy on Team America that's always in the chair (laughs) going going all over the place. So Listen good. here. <laughs> oh, I kind of feel like the the guy at Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I've never nothing seen behind that. the curtain. I've never seen that movie, so don't look behind the curtain. Okay, uh, Brad Palumbo's number three here. One hundred and seventy-five billion. And can we do, hang on? Can we harp on the fact that we have two different environmental justice proposals here? <laughs> yeah, let's harp and on it. And what is environmental justice? Can anybody tell me what that actually means? Because climate change has disproportionately affected people of color charlie okay and it's 
It's holding people down, climate change is. All these terrible... You know what's happened over the last year in our economy was people were affected heavily by climate change coming in and taking away their jobs and killing the economy. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. It couldn't have been anything else. I just don't understand environmental justice. Just said the guy from The Wizard of Oz was the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) (laughs) But he was just a guy behind a curtain. Yeah. I'm sorry to spoil it for you. That movie came out in 1934. I haven't seen it yet. So now I feel like I don't need to watch it anymore. Yeah. Um, Sorry, $175 billion in subsidies for electric vehicles. We talked about this. EV, a a technological novelty so good it won't catch on without hundreds of billions in subsidies. There you go. That's exactly what we were saying. People are already pouring their money into this. All of the major car companies have said that they're transitioning to electric vehicles. Ford has got a Galdern EV Mustang that the that they got out there. Um, Volvo said they're going to have completely electric vehicles by 20-some year that they're going to have. And GM's doing the same thing. And Tesla's market cap is worth more than all the other car yeah. companies combined. Tesla, the second richest person in the entire world, is that way because he has an EV company. But you know what we need is for the mother freaking government to spend $175 billion pushing electric vehicles, because if they don't do it, no one's going to freaking do it. Right. And that's the thing here's where you can see this happen in real time where the government swoops in and they're going to take credit. Yeah. For you're right. You're totally right. This about is exactly that. Yeah. what they're yeah. see. The market's already doing it. And then now government is going to swoop in and take credit and be like, if it wasn't for our investment, electric vehicles would have never taken off. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You know how many people have money in Tesla? Like how much money has been invested into Tesla? Not, not to admit, you have people's all kinds entire of, life savings. You got all kinds of other companies popping up too. Heck, we could just let China do it. We could have Neo and where's is Lucid in the U.S. or are they they somewhere I think else? Lucid U.S. Okay. or maybe Canada. Man, there's all kinds of them out there. And you have uh, Zing Zingping, something like that. There's I don't know that one. one. It's a workhorse. Um, What's the uh, electric? What's the uh, semi truck company? I can't remember. Uh, Workhorse was that uh, someone's mentioned earlier. XL, which has there's um, one that starts with an H, but I can't remember what it is. I can't remember. Anyway, the markets all. This is a perfect example of the market already moving in that direction, just like everything else in life, where you know uh, the. Transportation safety was on the rise and the government swooped in and created all this stuff. And then they look, look at us. EVs on the rise. Now all of a sudden government's going to swoop in and be like, look at all the good that we did. You can look at it with the war on poverty. Poverty was in a straight up, like the downtrend was insane. The line just dropping so quick on the, on the poverty rate in the U S and the government comes in and gets to take credit with the war on poverty for decreasing the poverty rate. When actually the decrease slowed down after they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, let's see. You want to do number four here? $213 billion to build retrofit 2 million houses and buildings. We kind of went over this too. When most people hear infrastructure, they think of roads, bridges, tunnels, and so on. But the Biden administration's definition of the term is Olympian gymnastics level flexible. <laughs> Apparently, the president considers it infrastructure spending to allocate $213 billion to build or retrofit retrofit 2 million sustainable houses and buildings. <laughs> sustainable houses. <clears throat> sustainable, folks. They also slip in $40 billion for public housing, stating this will disproportionately benefit women, people of color, and people with disabilities. So you got to make sure we get enough roofs on all these places. And also, like, 
my thing is, are these just going to be more over, overflow facilities? <laughs> is this how they're... They might be. Yeah. <laughs> is this how they're going to retrofit uh, these sustainable houses and buildings? For some reason, they're, they're dedicating $400 billion to build new, hell, uh, new hotels on the southern border. I don't know what's going on with that. We'll uh, skip the next one because we went over that. Number six, $12 billion for community colleges. So one generally thinks of infrastructure and higher education as separate, distinct sectors, but not Biden. Yet the Biden infrastructure plan slips in $12 billion for states to spend on community colleges. Mm. There you go. That's... That sounds like infrastructure spending to me. This, if you don't support this bill, it's because you don't care about roads and bridges or women of color. My next one's one of the favorites here. Billions to eliminate racial and gender inequities in STEM. <laughs> infrastructure. Yeah, this is infrastructure, by the way. Yeah. Not to mention that... Hang on, let me just read this. Proposal includes several billion dollars allocated to reduce supposed racial and gender inequities in science, technology, engineering, and math, the SIM fields, research, and development. What this has to do with interstate infrastructure is not adequately explained. <laughs> not only that, but the inequity in the STEM fields is largely due to choice. I know, that's, not because, not because, not because they, they're trying to get in and they can't. It's because they don't want to. Like someone present me with the evidence that women are trying that women and people of color are trying to get into the STEM fields and they're just not getting hired. That's the thing. There's no evidence for that. No, <laughs> not at all. You know, and so they've done these studies. They've done these social studies, by the way. And in large part, when everything's equal, uh, men and women make different choices. It's just, they just do. Mm. And it's, it's strange how that happens, but <clears throat> okay. Round us off here. $100 billion to expand broadband internet. By the way, just in the last couple, the last few things, it's, I'll just say this again because I'm so sick of people talking about wealth taxes and Bezos and Musk and all these people. You've already spent the entire net worth of all of these individuals. By the way, their entire net worth is like $3.5 Maybe it's getting closer to 4 or something like that. You're going to use up their entire net worth in this one bill, the rest of it in the bill before that, and then it's all just going to be gone. So this idea that somehow it matters how much wealth one of these people has is completely insane. It has no basis in actual math and we're not even counting the, the, the trillions we spent before that? I know, I know. $100 billion to expand Wait, internet the, from the 2005. Hang on, hang on real quick, let's double that point down. Remember, last year, the government spent $6 trillion, mm -hmm. by the way, on stimulus, okay? That's almost double the entire net worth of the entire billionaire class. Yeah. Like, all of it, literally, gone, gone last year. Mm -hmm. More than gone, actually. We had, to, we had to steal from their children, their <laughs> children's children. Yeah. So, just keep that in mind. How... How are we going to pay for this? You can't tax the rich because we already spent it all. Loosely lumped under the broad term digital infrastructure, the plan allocates $100 billion to bring affordable, reliable, high-speed broadband to every American. That's right. That person out there in Montana that lives 120 miles away from the nearest gas station is going to get an internet line ran straight out to them thanks to this bill right here. Interestingly, the proposal openly states that it wishes to promote government and NGO control of broadband and push out private sector providers. 
It, provi- it, pro- it prioritizes support for broadband networks owned, operated by, or affiliated with local governments, nonprofits, and cooperatives. By the way, this is slipping back in your... Um, uh, your they're throwing net neutrality in, into this bill by essentially a government takeover of the entire internet infrastructure. Not only that, it's much, it's much harder to disguise what you're doing on the internet from your from your internet service provider. Yeah, yeah. Because your ISP is the one who has to facilitate that traffic. Yeah. And so this is where uh, end-to-end encryption is going to become a lot more important to where the ISP can't even figure out what's going on there. Um, but this is going to give them that they're going to be in the middle on the, of the line, so to speak, to where they can capture all that data. This, they'll, they'll at least have all the met, the metadata, which I know they already do, but this just makes it way easier for them. I just want to stress again, this is a national takeover of internet eventually. And I know it's not going to be called that, and that might sound alarmist, but here's what they do. They come in and they provide all of this internet service. They get to steal money from people to provide it. So they're going to provide it at a cheaper cost than what would be able to be provided in the free market. So it'll eventually end up beating out a lot of their competition just solely because they get to use stolen money to provide the service to people. Mm -hmm. So for instance, in Chattanooga, uh, something Obama did sent a ton of money to Chattanooga. Chattanooga has like the fastest internet in, in the country and it's actually very cheap. It's like, cheaper than our internet here and it's because no one actually had to pay for it well people had to pay for it but they get to use subsidized pricing for it and so they get to beat out all any other internet competition because they get to use stolen money to to provide everyone internet and you don't you don't want this this if anything is the number one in my opinion this is the worst thing that i see because what i see is nationalizing the actual internet infrastructure. I don't know what they'll do to Starlink and stuff like that. So obviously people could switch over to that. Maybe that'll change things. Who knows? Who knows? 25 billion for government childcare programs because because if you hadn't already paid half a trillion dollars for a teacher to watch your kid during the day, then what you also need is to spend $25 billion for government childcare programs because they need to help upgrade child care facilities and increase the supply of child care in areas that need it the most. According to White House, funding would be provided through a child care growth and innovation fund for states to build a supply of infant and toddler care in high-need areas. Okay, so those schools aren't taking care of your infants. Like the border. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually what the child care program is <laughs> for. That's a high-need yeah. area there. This is all good. <laughs> You're right. That's actually yeah. where this is going to yeah. be. Yeah. Um, so anyway, those oh, are and at the end. You can't see this, but it says Mexico is going to pay for it. That's <laughs> Mexico, nice. Mexico's in the, Mexico and China are going to pay yeah. for this whole thing. Actually, yeah, they are. Yeah. It's so great. I just y- love it. Y'all, this is disgusting. I don't know how else to, I don't know how else to talk about it. It's completely disgusting. Um, it's not going to be paid for through the increase in taxes because the government spending always goes up. So whether they, they take this one bill and they act like they're not going to add in any new spending over the next 15 years that the budget remaining the same over the 15 years, they'll be able to pay for this. And they're not going to say that corporate taxes should pay for anything else. It's going to go to pay for this one bill that we all have to focus on right now. All right. So it's not going to be paid for. The budget's obviously not going to stay the same. And I still can't figure out why we're still even taxing people anymore because obviously the amount of money that people want to spend has nothing to do with the amount of actual tax money that's coming in. And at this point, 
I just say we 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 just stop taxing and just print everything. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm over it. Might as well. At this point, it's just a form of control. That's that's really all they want. Get your gold, get your silver. All right. Well, you got anything else on this? Or you, you know? I think that's. I think we've done about beat the mule uh, past death. <laughs> oh, that Charlie. He's so funny. All right. Before we go any further, I'm going to tell you guys about MasterMyStonks.com. Yes, Charles Chuck Stuck Too Tall Something Thompson and I run the Liberty Trading Academy. Been trading for several years now. We worked out all the kinks so you don't have to. All right. So if you're somewhat interested in getting involved in the stock market, then this is the place for you. You can simply type in Master My Stonks, S-T-O-N-K-S, MasterMyStonks.com. You can use the promo code SAVE20 to save 20% off your first two months. That's 20% off your first two months. That is a crazy deal. We got over 300 videos on there. We start literally from vocabulary words, how to use a trading software, how to read charts, and then we go all the way up to the strategies that we trade on a daily basis. I go live every morning at 8 a.m. Central Time, 30 minutes before the market opens, and we talk about what's moving in the morning, what we're going to be trading when the market opens. I stay live for my first bit of trading in the morning. I'll stay live until about 9.30 Central Time, my time. So you get an hour and a half of live trading from me starting at 8 a.m. Central Time, okay? So if you're interested, maybe you're not. Maybe this doesn't make any sense to you at all. Maybe you're tired of hearing about it. I don't know. But I happen to believe that one of the best solutions taking care of all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast that can just be bringing you down all the time. I happen to believe that one of those things is actually taking care of your own personal financial situations. You don't have to be dependent on who's going to be in office at what time, pushing what policy. You guys know the thing, all right? So if you can actually learn a new skill that could pay your bills if you hit the right button on time, Literally, that's what you got to do in trading. You have a strategy and you just have to hit a button and make sure you're trading your strategy. Make sure that you're a disciplined human being for a couple hours every single day. Then you could actually start paying your bills like that. Now, that's obviously not a guarantee. That's all going to be dependent on you and whether or not you are managing your risk and whether or not you are being patient and whether or not you're trading your actual strategies that you've tested and that we've tested and that we've shown to everyone. So anyway, you go to matchmysongs.com. Use the promo code SAVE20. That's all one word. SAVE20. Just do it all in caps. SAVE20 to get 20% off, 20% off your first two months. Master my stocks. You stay classy. There's a link in the show notes, by the way. And I'm also going to go ahead and tell you guys about the Patreon group. That's patreon.com slash Liberty. For as little as $5 a month, you can join in on the live crazy mess that we have going on during every show. Everyone posting crazy gifts and we're talking back and forth. Honestly, I wouldn't want to do the show without the live group that joins every day. It's hilarious. It's not very PC. I'll go ahead and warn you about that. So if you can handle that, then it's a good group for you. 
So we got the private ser server where we're all in there talking all the time. We got a memes channel. We're bouncing Liberty ideas back and forth. There's writers in there bouncing writing ideas. We got ideas for Dumb Bleep of the Week, which we do every Friday. So we got members throwing in ideas for Dumb Bleep of the Week. And you get the vote on what the Dumb Bleep of the Week is on Fridays, which is our most popular episode. So if you are interested in actually putting your money where your keyboard is, your keyboard warrioring money towards something that could change the tides of tyranny back towards the shores of liberty or something like that. I don't know. That sounded pretty good. I don't know. Then go to patreon.com slash good morning liberty. And there's other tier levels too. There's a lot of people that pay $15 a month and that money goes towards running advertising on whatever you want, by the way. And not to mention, you get a coffee mug along with your $15 subscription. You get a nice less government, more freedom coffee mug. When you sign up for that, it pays for itself, literally, okay? But all the money from Patreon goes back into advertising. So we'll ask you, what's something that you care about? Do you have a specific article that you want to push? Do you have a specific video you want to push? What is it? And when you say, here's this thing I want to push, then we're going to post it to our social media and we're going to throw your subscription level donation behind that push, that post every single month that you're signed up. Okay, so you are actually getting the word out there to people by signing up on patreon.com slash Liberty. So if you want to actually put your money where your mouth is, that is the place to do it. Go, I'll see you there. Or I'll see you on another time. All right. Back to the show. Yes. All right. All right, guys. So um, if you if you like what you just heard, then you want to tell your friends and your family and your children to come listen to the Mother Effin' Good Morning Liberty podcast. Check out the TikToks, the YouTubes, the Twitters. Yeah. And uh, Clay says ads. Do some ads. <laughs> <laughs> this is our ads. No, we won't talk about. This is not an ad. Patreon or the class or anything like that. We don't, we don't do that anymore. Um, not because you asked for it, Clay, but because... Good people uh, in the group asked for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're one of those. <laughs> so uh, anyhow, uh, well, Charlie, you take you take us out because that's your thing. Well, you said share the show. Subscribe. We forget to say that at the beginning um, because, I don't know, I mean, so many people have subscribed. But uh, you don't want to be part of the horror percent that hasn't subscribed to the podcast. So hit that subscribe button. Smash it if you need to. And then uh, leave us that rating and review on uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, I believe, are the two places that you can leave a review. So go do that. And if you do all of that, we'll be back again on Friday, which is tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. What's this one do? All men and women created mm. by the go. You know the you know the thing.